0: Hey, should you be watching that? Hey friends, welcome back to Unshakeable. Today we're talking about a very important issue that has been hovering around the church for a long, long time, at least as long as I've been a believer. And uh, it's not something that's going away. In fact, it's probably something that's going to be more challenging as we move into the future. And we're talking about our entertainment choices. Now, you may already think you know where I'm headed with this, but stay tuned to the end. You might be surprised. Specifically, what we're talking about today is what do we put our eyes on when it comes to things like videos and movies? And what do we let our ears listen to when it comes to things like music? Now. Christians have often talked about filtering the world's entertainment through the natural physical so-called gates that God has given us, the gates of our eyes and our ears. So the eye gates that filter what we see and the ear gates which filter what we listen to. And let me start by saying that we as Christians cannot afford to be naive about this issue of the world's entertainment. We simply cannot ignore it because it matters just as what we put into our mouths and our stomachs affects us and eventually shows up on the outside, uh, the things that we watch, the things that we listen to, they will affect us too. They will affect our hearts. They will affect our minds. And like that food that eventually shows up on the outside of us, the things that we're putting through our ear gates and our eye gates will eventually show up on the outside too. They'll show up in our lives. There's just no way around this, friends. These things, entertainment impacts us. You think about music, for example, music affects us. Um, it taps into our feelings, whether we're feeling excitement or we're feeling aggression or we're feeling sad or melancholy. In fact, we often turn to the type of music that we want to listen to because we know how it's going to make us feel. Then you think about visual images and movies and TV. Those things stay with us over time. They shape the way we think. They shape the way we see the world. So, and it, by the way, if you doubt that, just think about this for a second. Think of some of your favorite songs. You still know the lyrics. Even if you haven't heard that song in a long time, maybe if that song's even decades old, oftentimes the tune and those lyrics will come back to you. Or think about your favorite movies. Again, even a movie that you that you loved a decade ago, oftentimes we can, we can quote uh, entire scenes from movies like that. Why? Because the entertainment that's being fed to us, it is designed to stick with us. Now, the Bible speaks to this issue in a number of key places. Philippians 4.8 is a really good place to start. This is the, the part of the letter to the Philippians where Paul famously tells us not to be anxious about anything, but in all things, bring our requests to the Lord in prayer, And he promises that he will guard our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. And then Paul talks about what we should be dwelling on. And that's a really important concept. What should we be dwelling on? You probably know the verse, but let's take a look at it. Paul says, Whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is of good repute, if there is any excellence and if anything worthy of praise, Dwell on these things and that is a a beautiful verse and a beautiful God-given imperative that every Christian should pay attention to because here's the thing we are always dwelling on something we don't walk through life with our brains in some kind of neutral state where we're not thinking about things we're always dwelling on something so maintaining a mind that is clean that is pure that is filled with light is obviously going to be more beneficial to a believer than a mind that is constantly dwelling on things that are dark or sinful. That's just, that's just basic common sense. Now the other key passage that I would point you to comes from 1 Corinthians chapter 10. This is where Paul is warning the church to avoid the mistakes made by Israel when they were wandering through the wilderness. And he says, don't be idolaters. Don't crave evil things. Don't put the Lord to the test. He says, you cannot drink the cup of the Lord and the cup of demons. And then he comes to the key verse for our purposes here today. That's verse 23. Here's what it says. Paul writes, All things are lawful, but not all things are profitable. All things are lawful. He uses that word again, but not all things edify. So this is so important. All things are lawful, but not everything that you choose is going to be profitable or edify you. So what that tells us is every single day you have the freedom in Christ to make certain choices, and that includes choices in entertainment. But you should also know that some of the choices that you make are not going to end up being a blessing to your soul. You're not going to be better off for having chosen that thing. Why? Because it won't build you up in a godly way. It won't promote spiritual growth in your life. In fact, it might threaten to do the opposite. But then Paul is going to go on to talk about these things we call individual convictions in matters of conscience. Sometimes we refer to this as the gray areas of the Christian life. These matters of conscience where we have a difficult decision to make. And Paul is going to say again, that you have freedom in Christ to make all kinds of choices in this world. And Paul's going to go on to say, I've got the text here up on my screen. He's going to say, for the earth is the Lord's and all it contains. Meaning that there's so many things out there in the world, they come from God's hands. And therefore, they can be enjoyed provided you can take those things in with a clean conscience and that you can do so with thankfulness to God. And then he's going to say, he's going to end with this summary statement. He writes, whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. So that's the principle that ought to govern the choices that we make. Can we do this to the glory of God? Now, this is not an easy thing to do. And I can tell you as an old guy that it's much, much harder today to navigate through these choices than it was when I was a kid. I think about back when I was a teen, I had a black and white television that I think had about eight channels to choose from. And it was so carefully regulated that there was no profanity. There was no sex. There was a very little violence. And then when it came to movie theaters, they were very strict with their ratings and they would watch you carefully, you know, ask about your age before they would just let you into a movie. And then if you wanted to purchase music, you actually had to get a ride down to a local record store to buy an album or a cassette. It was a different, different world. And so you could say that the culture that I grew up in back in the day had a certain amount of protection built into it. There was a protective aspect to it, which today is completely gone, as you know. Not only has the internet completely changed the game, but now we have these video and movie streaming services that bring content straight into our homes. You have music streaming platforms that make music more accessible than ever. And I know this is just my opinion, but I've seen a lot over the decades, and it seems to me that all of it, videos, movies, music, it's all becoming darker and a whole lot more graphic. I've seen that change in just the last couple of decades. Profanity is one of the places you're seeing this so often now. It's just become commonplace in almost every single show that you download uh, from Netflix or Hulu or Prime or whatever. And the F word is just, it's just used so casually and so often now. Back in my day, if there was an F word dropped in an R rated movie, that was shocking, but that has just become normal. You think about the graphic sex scenes that seem to be inserted in almost every single show that you watch now. And oftentimes it's not necessary, but it's put in there obviously for a reason. You think about how technology has made violence and gore look so much more realistic. And so that's become, I think, more gratuitous. And beyond that, just there's various themes, unbiblical themes that you're seeing in movies. Things are growing darker and more perverted. And as Christians, We have got to recognize that. Okay, so let's ask the question then. What is a Christian supposed to do these days when it comes to entertainment choices? Well, I think there's been an unfortunate trend that I have noticed in the church in recent years, sort of a troubling uh, pendulum swing in our attitudes towards entertainment. I'm not the only one who's observed it. Um, I saw this quote recently from Tim Challies, who is a pastor and an author who I really respect. And let me put his quote up on the screen so you can see what he has to say about this. Here's what he says. Charlie writes, It was not too long ago that many Christians considered all movies and television off bounds. That was fundamentalism at its most legalistic, and it's good that we've corrected this. Yet, today I fear we've massively overcorrected so that almost nothing is out of bounds. In fact, we've gone so far as to consider it virtuous to be able to watch nearly anything. And I think Chalice is right on that. That's exactly what I have observed as well. And so listen, as with all things that fit into this category of matters of conscience, we need to seek a healthy balance. I know everybody gets tired of me talking about this, But it's true in almost every case. We don't swing the pendulum over here and say, we can watch everything. We don't swing it over here and say, we can't watch anything. We seek that healthy balance. So, before we go on, I have to tell you, I cannot give you one single standard or rule in terms of making entertainment choices that's going to fit for everyone. In the past, you might have heard a Christian leader or your parents or somebody say, Christians should never, ever go to an R-rated movie. And that's the blanket standard or they should tell you Christians should never ever listen to secular music and that is just a blanket rule. But I think those types of blanket rules, they're too general and they're too simplistic for this issue, which is a very complex issue. For example, um, I would strongly recommend that every young adult go see a movie like Schindler's List or a movie like Saving Private Ryan. Those are R-rated films, but they're incredibly important for everybody to see. So you can't make blanket rules like that. Again, too simplistic for a complex issue. So the best thing for us to do is to lay aside those blanket rules and for each one of us as believers to welcome the challenge of engaging in wisdom and discernment as we assess the condition of our consciences, as we are growing in our sensitivity to the Holy Spirit's guidance and leading on this issue of entertainment choices. And we're each going to have to Start drawing intentional boundaries as a protective measure. And where you draw your boundaries on what you can handle and what you can't, it's likely going to look a little bit different than your your friends or your neighbors. It's probably going to look a little different than the lines that I draw for myself. So it's going to look a little bit different for each of us. But let me me, um, describe to you the two extreme positions, which I think all of us should avoid. Uh, These are the two ends of the pendulum that we like to swing back and forth. On the one extreme, there is the folks who say, I can handle all of it. I can take in all of that content and it doesn't bother me. So all the profanity, all the sexual scenes, all the graphic violence, I don't need any boundaries whatsoever. And either they're not paying attention, they just haven't been intentional about establishing boundaries, or... They've convinced themselves that all of this content, all of this ugliness from the world is not going to affect them in any way. But friends, we know better, right? We know better. Um, A Christian who is taking in nothing but a steady diet of that type of perversion is going to be drawn away from the Lord. They're going to be drawn away from holiness. So I want to warn you, if you're on that extreme and you say, I can take anything in and you haven't established any boundaries, you are in danger. And let me add one more thing to this. Sometimes the most dangerous stuff that we're, that we're consuming isn't the most obvious stuff. It's not just the profanity and the sex and the violence. Sometimes it's just really unbiblical themes that are built into movies and music, uh, things that lead us to unbiblical worldviews. That's why ratings don't actually tell the whole story. You, you can go see movies that are absolutely contaminated with an anti-God bias, but they're still packaged in a PG format as if to say this isn't harmful, but it is. So we need to look below the surface and always pay attention to the details of what it is that we're consuming. Okay, so what is the other extreme? We've already looked at the folks that have no boundaries whatsoever and take everything in. The other end of the spectrum are folks who say, I'm not going to watch any entertainment. I'm not going to listen to any music. I'm just going to sort of put a bubble around myself and not let any of it in. And listen, I don't want to mock this posture at all. If that's the right decision for you to draw that tight boundary because, because the spirit has led you to say that's the best thing for your purity, then you should obey that command. But I do have a couple things that you should consider. Here's the first thing that I would say. Movies and videos and even secular music can at times communicate important truths about the human condition and about the world around us. But if we live in such isolation that that we're not taking anything at all in, then we're not being prepared well to understand the culture that we live in and to know the issues of the day. And that can actually be an obstacle us building relationships with unbelievers and sharing our faith so you think about that unsaved neighbor or that unsaved uh co-worker how do you build a relationship how do you become relatable to that person if you have so cut yourself off from the culture that we live in so so being aware of the failings of the culture listen i'm not promoting i'm not saying we need to engage in the culture and sin in order to understand it but Being aware of your cultural failings can provide you with a platform for discussion with unbelievers and for offering a gospel alternative. Here's a second thing to consider. If you're living in isolation, it's possible that you're missing out on some of the really wonderful simple pleasures of this life. Remember, the Bible says, the earth is the Lord and all it contains. It comes from His hand. And so, if you're turning away from all music, and all movies, it's very possible that you're missing out on some really beautiful things that God has given you to enjoy, stories and compositions from actors and artists and musicians and composers that can be appreciated and really, really enjoyed with a clean conscience. I think about, uh, I'm a huge fan of the Lord of the Rings series. Um, stories that are good versus evil, those are those are edifying things. Um, I think about certain types of music where just really, really, music is a gift from God and God has given us classical music and jazz music. And yes, even contemporary rock music. And some of it is absolutely beautiful and it's edifying and it can be enjoyed. Let me give you an example of what I mean by this and just a practical example. Let's consider a scenario where you decide to go to the beach. And as we know, there are some dangers associated with going to the beach and they should be considered. So you grab your stuff, you get to the sand and you sit down and you think, you know what? I could get a severe sunburn here. Or you think about if I go into the water, I might get bit by a jellyfish or in an extreme case, if I go in the water, I might drown. So you draw really tight boundaries. You put your umbrella up and you just, you don't move. You sit in your chair under that umbrella all day long. So you've, you've avoided the dangers and maybe that's good, but at what cost, what What pleasures, what enjoyment have you missed out by being so afraid of everything that you just sat in that chair? Just something to consider. Okay. Let me wrap up by sharing some practical suggestions. We've talked about the the negative extremes on both ends. Uh, We've talked about trying to find a balance. What are some practical suggestions that I can give you when it comes to making entertainment choices? I have a few to share with you. Number one, do your homework. Um, Do the research so that you know exactly what you're getting yourself into. So before you just blindly stumble into a movie or a video or some type of music, do that work up front so that you know what to expect and you're not surprised. And listen, there's tons of resources out there right now that help you do that. And at bare minimum, ask a trustworthy brother or sister if they've seen this or they've listened to it before you do. Okay, second suggestion. This one's very simple, very practical. As you're engaging in any form of entertainment, you've got to be aware of what's going on in your heart. You have to be able to ask the question, is what I'm doing right now is it somehow feeding my sinful desires? You've got to know your heart, right? You got to know when something uh, that may have started out as simple enjoyment is now transitioning into feeding a sinful thought or is negatively affecting your spirit and if so respond to that okay for me for the boundaries that i've drawn when i get that first sense in a show that there's nudity and a sex scene is coming i'm either going to turn that off or i'm going to fast forward through that scene because i don't want to see it Um, when the profanity becomes so repetitive that it it sort of pricks my conscience i don't want to hear it anymore it's just too much or especially If they're taking my Lord's name in vain, I'm going to turn that off. When the violence gets ratcheted up and it becomes gratuitous, it's done for shock value. I don't need to see that anymore. And sometimes I'll put a movie on and almost out of the gate, I get a sense that this movie has a very anti-Christian bias to it. I'm just out of there. I don't need to see it. My third suggestion is an analytical one. I think it's beneficial for all of us to take a look at how we're spending our time And to ask the question, am I spending more time engaged in worldly entertainment than I am in spiritual things? Now, I'm the first one to say that sometimes there is a great purpose in just sitting down and enjoying some type of entertainment just for the fun of it, just for the pleasure of it. And look, I need to rest more. So when I have time with my wife just to sit and watch a movie, that's really special for me. Or if you have young kids, you want to sit down and watch something or listen to something that's age appropriate for them, that's good family time. But if you're regularly choosing worldly entertainment over things that edify you in terms of your walk with the Lord, and you're out of balance on that time, then that's something you should make an adjustment to. Okay, for suggestion, it doesn't get more obvious than this one. Be ready to walk away if necessary. Be prepared to turn that off and just walk away if this is going to affect your spirit, if it's going to cause you to stumble. And listen, if you know of a movie that you know is coming out in the theater, but you also heard that there's an objectionable scene, then choose not to go to the theater. Wait till that comes out on video and then be ready to fast forward through that that scene. And listen, that little clicker in your hand is so valuable. Use it, have it handy and just know when things pop up that's objectionable, that's going to be a problem for you. Be ready to fast forward, okay? Those are really important principles. Be ready to fast forward and be committed to the principle that I'm willing to get up and walk away from this if it's a problem. Finally, last suggestion, and this one brings us full circle. Remember that there is liberty in this issue. There is freedom of choice and people are gonna have different convictions when it comes to entertainment options. Honor God with the convictions that He puts on your heart. Okay, obey those convictions, right? but don't lay your convictions on other people because they're going to have different standards and they're going to draw different boundaries now having said that if you do see a brother or sister who you're really concerned about you really think they're making bad choices it's not wrong to go to them just make sure that when you do that you go in love and not in judgment and not trying to lay your convictions on them just go have a healthy conversation and encourage your brother or sister Okay, so this week, maybe even today, you're going to make an entertainment choice. Make sure that you're asking good questions. Is this edifying? Is this profitable? Is this just good, clean fun? Is this just the type of thing that God has given me to enjoy? Or is it something that's going to be harmful to my spirit? And then just one last question. Here's a really good challenge. Could I stand before Jesus and explain to him why the entertainment that I'm watching or listening to right now? is good. That's a good challenge. Think about that. Guys, thanks for being with us here on Unshakable. Look forward to the next church culture issue, whatever that may be. Working on some new things right now. Thanks again for being with us. We'll see you real soon. Love each other well.